Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories, Episode 205. Today, I'm here with Willow Sanders. Willow lives in Northern California in wine country. She is a mom to four and a childbirth educator and a doula. Welcome, Willow. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I am thrilled to be talking to you today. Willow is a member of our community, and so we were talking about the podcast earlier this week, and I've been really looking forward to it because I I love to talk to everybody, but I really love to talk to people that I have interacted with before because it just feels extra special. It's been so fun to be able to interact more directly with you by being part of the community. You know, before it was like, 
if Jen answered one of your Facebook posts, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, now it's like, <laughs> if I say something to you, like you're going to answer. Well, we're that's like, true. We're like friends, on, you know? On so it's Facebook, like, Facebook, I got to the point where I had so many notifications a day that I couldn't see them all. And in fact, like they didn't even work right. Like, like I had so many that like I could not physically go back and find them all because the way Facebook did it, they like disappeared and went away. So I don't know what important things I missed over the years, but I couldn't, it felt like all I was doing was managing the community, like approving posts and whatever. And, and I had no time to interact. So I'm loving being able to interact. It's, yeah, it's so I- different. It's great. And I, I'm jealous of you. I definitely want to leave Facebook. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's going to happen eventually. I just haven't done it yet. Well, you know, it's, I even the other day, I was like, should I go back now that the groups are, you know, whatever, I can go back just and be myself and see my friends from college and just, and I was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, no, you should. You, <laughs> like you I really should. I thought about it. And then I was like, oh, I just really don't want to. I don't want to get sucked back in. So. Yeah, no, don't do it. <laughs> well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Yes, absolutely. So my husband actually was an intermittent faster before me. He used to work with a guy that they played basketball at lunch and they, he was an intermittent faster and sometimes like a lot, you know, several day faster as well. And he would say that this, this friend would be at his best, like his best basketball game after a long fast. And so my husband started just not wanting to eat because he felt like his cardio was a lot better fasted than, than not fasted. And so he wouldn't want to eat until after they played basketball. So he wouldn't eat all day. I mean, all morning. And then they would play basketball at lunch and then he would eat. And that went on for maybe, I don't even know, a year or two before I, I found out about it. And I got to tell you, Jen, I was annoyed. I was so annoyed with him. <laughs> like places that we would go, we you know, if we went to like a hotel or something and they served breakfast, I was like, it's free food. Why aren't you eating? And he's like, I'm not going to feel good if I don't eat. And if I he was, did eat, like he wouldn't he feel eat. good yeah, if he no. did it. Yeah, if yeah, he, yeah. He he wouldn't feel good if he did eat. So he always wanted to get some sort of exercise in before he ate. And I was like, you know, the opposite. I was like, I got to eat before I exercise. I'm and it's feel free. Dizzy and right. That was funny because, and I was so annoyed with it that when I first started intermittent fasting, and people asked me, "How'd you find out? Find out about it? Or when, how'd you start?" I I didn't even think of him. Like I didn't even think that it was him who started. So I want to give him credit. Because one time I, I mentioned other people and he's like, what about me? I did it before. I did it. Did. Yeah. Was he calling it intermittent fasting? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think he was. No, he was just not he was eating. He doing it at lunch. Good. Yeah. 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 I don't think he was calling it that. So in early 2020, I, I it was a friend of mine from, I'm a, I have a Peloton. I'm a Peloton oh, I obs- see it back obsession. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a little group. I'm in a Peloton. She had mentioned intermittent fasting. And then one of my very best friends mentioned your book, Delay Don't Deny. So I read or I listened to that book on Audible in two days. And it was so, it, it was so transformative that I remember exactly where I was listening to different parts Aww. of it. Like yeah. it was so, and and part of it just because I felt like, you were telling my story so much. And, and so I listened to it in two days. I started pretty quickly after that. I, I think I, I didn't do black coffee for maybe like a couple of weeks, 
but then I just did it. And um, I was definitely, I had actually moved to, from cream and sugar in my coffee to just cream a while before that. So it wasn't super hard of a transition. I, I never have been much of like a creamer type, you know, I like the creamer stuff, but I don't, I don't know. It's kind of yucky. Like the, the thought of it was disgusting to me. So I didn't do a lot of the creamer. See, I um, did that like crazy. I was super creamery just because it had to be like that hot milkshake. Like oh, I said I before, it, it either, it just had to be like a, like hot milkshake. That's what I was drinking. I was drinking dessert. Have you seen that meme where this girl like is holding all these, you know, lattes or something? And she's like, I love coffee. And the meme's yeah. like, no, you love dessert. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it's- I loved. Yeah. Exactly. No, I love dessert too, but somehow I I figured out how not to have dessert with my coffee. So eventually I remember once I was, I'm finishing up my degree. So I, I started my degree 25 years ago or whatever. I'm 46. So, you know, in my early twenties, then I got through my junior year of college and decided I don't want to work when I have babies anyway. So we're surviving on my husband's income. Let's have a baby never finished. And then just the last couple of years been slowly finishing. So anyway, I was, this was early 2020. I was in class or at Sonoma, at Sonoma state. And I remember like, I'm going to just try having some cream in my coffee and see how it goes. And I was starving. And that was, that was when it really, okay, nope, can't have cream in my coffee Black anymore. is so, better with the coffee. Yeah. It makes, it just makes such a difference. I wish we could put cream in our coffee. I'd be doing it, but. <laughs> yeah. And I, and so I thought that was early 2020. And I think I started using the app. I, I, I'm never like sure exactly what to call my first day, but it was early March, 2020 was when I, when I started. And of course, quarantine started in Very I think it was soon. March 16th or something, or like, something that. like that. So my kids were not able to go to school. And so, so yeah, so been, pretty much it's been a COVID thing or a quarantine thing or whatever that I've been doing it. But I'll tell you a little bit about my diet history. Absolutely. So I was raised very healthy. My parents were hippies. You know, my name's Willow. And in Northern California, I was a vegetarian. I was not allowed to have any sugar at all. We only had honey or carobs, like sweetened thing. Or I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I kind of bl- have always blamed that on my now like severe sugar addiction, because as soon as I was a- old enough to buy my own things, like I remember we used to take quarters from my dad's quarter jar, my sister and I, and we would walk to the store and we would buy, they were 35 cents at the time. We'd buy three candy bars each and just eat them on our way home. So our parents wouldn't know. Like I, even though I'm called my, I mean, I'm a sugar addict now, I couldn't eat three candy bars. That's disgusting. But as soon as I got old enough, like, I just like, I just, I don't know how to handle myself around sugar. I, because it's not coming back. Like it's, I got to eat it all right now because somewhere back there, psychologically, I don't think it's. I'm never going to get it again. Which that is, makes sense. I mean, it, it, it absolutely does because it was so forbidden. You know, some of these forbidden things just take on a mystique. Kind of like I remember when I was little watching the adults with all their drinking, right? They're all having like the daiquiris and the whatever. And I'm like, man, that looks so sophisticated, the mystique of it. And as soon as you're like 21 and it's illegal, you're like, well, I don't know. This isn't really that. I don't need to drink that much, actually. <laughs> you know, so it's just true. the, yeah. But one, same thing with the sugar. It had that mystique for you. And, and, and my you dad just would always rebelled. like hide things. He would hide mm-hmm. like sugar and stuff in his, in his drawer and I would go and find it. And so, 
I, you know, we like to blame our parents for things. I, I, well, we do. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an aspiring therapist. So that's, that's my goal is, you know, once my kids are all gone and I'm working on, working on that. So going to be, I actually just finished my last class for my BA this last semester. So oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to walk in June or May, May will be exciting. And then I'm going to go. So I, I know, I know I understand it, but yeah, I can't seem to get past it. It's very, it's very interesting. But anyway, so I was still chubby though, which is the crazy thing. So I was never a skinny kid ever. I did went on my first diet when I was 14. I remember I lost like, I ate like chicken breasts and like, like gross. I don't even chicken breasts and baked potatoes with nothing on it for like two weeks and I lost 10 pounds. And, you know, and then of course I just got bigger and bigger. And, you know, in my, in high school, I was, you know, size six, 14, 16, 180, you know, just big, you know, just kind of, that was my normal, normal way. And, you know, of course, once I was in high school, I was eating more of my own things too, but in my early twenties, so I was like 2021, 20, I had a boyfriend from LA and he turned me on to Fen Fen or he was getting it from Mexico or from Tijuana. And I remember, oh no, first of all, I also did Weight Watchers when I was 12. Or oh my gosh. I started 12. Weight Watchers. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Sherry do that? Was that yep, Sherry? She yeah. sure did. Yeah. yeah. So with my stepmom, we did Weight Watchers and Jazzercise and all that stuff. That didn't do any, any good for me. And then I... The LA boyfriend with the Fen Fen. Yeah. So I... He got me some from like Mexico or something, and and I tried that, and it it worked well. So I went to my doctor. I don't know. I was probably two hundred pounds at the time, and they said no. So I went to a different doctor and paid out of pocket, and they gave me a prescription. So wow. So you were still able to get thin, thin the whole combination of both of them, because that was like probably was it like the mid nineties, early early to mid. So let's see. I was twenty. So it was it was nine. It was it was probably no. It was. If I was 20, I was 1995. Yeah, mid-90s. Yeah. I remember that Fin Fin was a thing then. But before they realized that the combination together was very, very dangerous back then. And then I just took the one Fin, the Fentramine. Oh, okay. So that That's was the, after that. The diet pill that I took was just Fentramine. But the combination, the Fentramine plus whatever the other Fin was, the F-E-N version of it, they, they took that out of the combo because that was the, the dangerous combo. But there yeah. was one it that sure like, did work though, right? Oh. And I loved it. I it remember, just made your heart be dead or something. I mean, it killed your heart. But hey, you were thin. <laughs> My heart's still alive, I think. Right. Well, that's good. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10.
Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. I loved that. I remember because I was always hungry in the morning and I remember waking up, there was two parts of it. So one made you like less hungry and another per- part, like, I don't, can't remember, but I took the one that made you less hungry and then went back to sleep and then woke up and took the other part and was able to just hardly eat all day. And I loved that. I loved hardly eating all day. And ever since then, you know, I, I lost like 50 pounds. So I was down to like 150 in my early twenties and uh, I moved to San Diego for a little while. I remember I was feeling very good about myself and then I'm a Northern California girl and I moved to Southern California and all of a sudden I was not feeling good about myself because in Southern California, I felt like unless you were like a size zero with like fake boobs and fake everything, you were not attractive. So I moved back. Well, that's not the main reason, but I moved back. I get it. No, I know. There's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah. To, to fit into how, you know, the whatever the, the norms are where you are. And even if it's not truly true, you put that pressure on yourself because you look around, you're like, why don't I look like them? Exactly. And and yeah. I and I was looking back, I was like, well, you were so adorable. Why did you, why did you think so badly of yourself? Anyway, I moved back, met my husband shortly after that and got married and I was probably around 170 and did Weight Watchers again, I think, for the wedding. You know, I've done Weight Watchers, like, I don't know, a lot. Like, at least five times, stop and start. Never We just never go back to what's it. comfortable, yeah, right? We're like, well, I'm just going to – like me, I kept going back to low carb of all things, and I never lost weight on it. Why did I go back to it? I don't know. I guess because the list of foods you could eat seemed good. I don't know. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And I, and I think I had lost weight on Weight Watchers, but then gained it all back. So it was like, in my mind, I was like, well, it does work if you just don't stop doing it. But then well, I always stopped doing it. My problem was the stopping. It. Yeah, that's yeah. We could, the things we tell ourselves. Right. So then, you know, I, let's see. Okay. So you, were, got, you had just gotten married back okay, to so 170. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got pregnant with my first. That was like 193. I remember that before I, when I got pregnant with him, I was 193. And then, you know, it was pretty much all downhill from there. And when I got pregnant with my second, I was, that's the, when I, when I got pregnant with my second, I didn't weigh myself very much, you know? So I think it was like those first doctor's appointment visits where you, where I, I think I was 214 was the highest I actually saw on the scale. Now I'm not saying that I didn't get higher than that. I'm pretty sure I did. But I remember within that time period, I started having to shop in the plus size section, which was sad. You know, I really did not, that, that didn't feel good. Um, so I had, you know, had my second son and, 
you know, breastfeeding, I always, I always gained 50 pounds and lost 50 pounds. Like during pregnancy, gained 50 pounds, then lost 50 pounds. Like just kind of was even. After my third son was born was when I was like, okay, I was pretty sure we were done having kids. And he was in preschool. My other two kids were in school as a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to do it. So I, this was when iPhones were not popular. Well, for some people they were, but iPod touches. And my husband heard on a radio podcast about, it wasn't my fitness pal, but it was very similar to my fitness pal. I think it was called like touch it, track it, or touch and tap, or tap and track, tap and track. I've never heard of that. Tap and track or something like that. (laughs) Wow. So I started doing that and going to the gym a lot and recognizing that the more I worked out, the more I could eat. And I I started with like the South Beach diet. That was another diet that I did. And then eventually just worked out to eat. And that worked for me in my mid-30s. I lost 60 pounds, I think, about. You know, I was like 200. I was, two, you know, over two, 205 or something when I started. I got down to 145 mm-hmm. was the lowest. And how tall are you? 5'4". Okay. Big, like... Not big, but like curvy. <laughs> Always had big boobs and you know, big thighs. We got the, we got the curvy shape, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, not 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 a teeny, not a teeny to five four. And that was like I it was I was a new person. Like I I loved working out. I loved tapping and tracking. If I lost my I lost my iPod Touch a couple of times, I would like freak out, like have an anxiety attack. Then I started personal training because I wanted to be more like, you know, muscular. And I got to my healthiest, not healthiest, I was my thinnest, and my strongest, like fittest. But yeah, I was the most insecure that I ever was. I just remember being so terrified every time I went to personal training, stepping on that scale, that it was going to be up. And that, you know, I was gonna, and he, he was a very like hard, like he was very kind of a firm personal trainer, you know, it was kind of the days, the early days of like biggest loser, like, you know, slam it into you and go into the psychology and what did you do wrong this week? And what is it with you and sugar? And how can you, you know, the, ah! so it was, I was so insecure, so insecure, even though I was like, so healthy. And, you know, it was just, I didn't enjoy exercising anymore. It was like such a stress. And then I got pregnant again, kind of a surprise pregnancy. I had always wanted another child, but my oldest has severe disabilities and seizures, and we just were not in a place to have another child. But I was, I was on birth control for a long time, and decided that my body wanted to like be be normal and natural and have a period. Am I allowed to say that on this? <laughs> you are allowed to say it, uh, and because so I, I, everybody here is either a woman or knows a woman. Right? Okay, good. So. Yes. <laughs> so I took I took my ID out thinking, you know, I'm just going to be and I'm going to do natural family planning. And well, I'm not very good at natural family planning. So I about <laughs> five months into it. I got pregnant and it was, a, it was awesome because I finally got my girl, you know, three Yay. boys and and got pregnant with my girl. And but, you know, that was a lot, you know, a lot of mental anguish too. you know, having gaining weight with the pregnancy after I'd worked so hard to lose it. And you know, working out wasn't the same and eating wasn't the same. And anyway, gave birth to her, I, you know, again, gained 50 pounds, uh, as usual. And actually, 
after she was born, almost lost all of it. Like I, I think my, I was 148 before I got pregnant with her and 153 at my lowest after her. And what year was she born? She was born in 2013. So okay. it was 38. So somehow though, it's almost as if a switch went off when I turned 40. I could no longer exercise out or what do they say? Out exercise. Out exercise the bad diet, is that yes. what they say? Out you can't exercise. out exercise a bad diet. I yeah. could no longer out exercise a bad diet. And it's not that I I don't have a bad diet. Like I don't live on fast food. I love healthy food. I love vegetables. I was just a very busy mom. And so I ate peanut butter and jelly and you know, yogurt, you know, like sweetened yogurt and quick just, things. Yes, very quick, lots of processed crap, you know, as we're I'm really now learning a lot more in cleanish. We're all learning more, though. Honestly, yes. we are learning more. Like, they weren't even researching ultra-processed foods and the effects on our bodies until very recently. Like, this is a new research area. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's heartbreaking knowing. What well, I'm- it is heartbreaking knowing what I fed my kids. You know, I talked about that in cleanish, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, what was wrong with me? But... I mean, it was all out. The information to eat real food was out there, like what to expect while you're expecting. But I was like, yeah, that's just a little bit too much for me. I don't know. I, yes. I, I, I was the same way. I was bless, the same bless way. our hearts, right? I remember like know. I heard about and tried 5-2, but I was doing it where my down days, my 500 calorie days, where I was eating a little teeny bit all through the day. And I was definitely having the majority of it right before I went to bed because for me – Still to this day, the hardest thing about sleeping is being hungry. So I don't know if it's just like a a ketosis thing or just really I can't like if I feel hungry at all, I'm not going to sleep well. For me, it's ketosis because I think back to when I was taking all that phenamine back in the day when I, the doctor gave it to me. It was good for you. No. Anyway, I remember not being able to sleep. And I would take the phenamine in the morning and then not have the hunger all day long. And so I would like barely eat. So like if you're eating just tiny little bits, you also go into ketosis because your body has to get the fuel from somewhere. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the not being able to sleep from those phenamine days, like I don't know how little I was eating, but it wasn't much. But I really think some of it might have been the phenamine jacking up my brain. But a lot of the stuff that I thought was the phenamine may have been ketosis. I'm not really sure. But I never slept well during that whole period of time. Yeah, me either. And that's, I mean, the five, but I was starving, of course, all day. Because, I mean, I started in the morning with cream in my coffee, you know, just a little bit of cream or whatever. And then just all day was just like a couple almonds, a couple, a bite of apple. You know, I remember I was living on not living on it, but a cauliflower rice Oh, with salsa. Yeah, I know. That's one of the things that I'm like, I'm never eating this again. Okay. so Well, it's like I am like permanently off a cauliflower. I mean, maybe I would love cauliflower if you roasted it. Like I like to roast broccoli. I might love it. But when I was doing keto in the summer of 2014, it didn't lose any weight, but I was trying it. There was this like in the groups, they're like, here's this cauliflower mashed potato. You can make it just like mashed potatoes. It's going to be so amazing. You're going to think you're eating mashed potatoes. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm going to do this. And so I made it. And first of all, my family is like, what is that awful smell? Why does our house smell like <laughs> And then I'm like, because we're going to have this, it's going to be delicious. And they're all like, no. And I tried to eat it, and it, like, graced me out so much that I have not been able to eat cauliflower since then, not one time. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> Sorry, cauliflower. It's I know. not you. It's me. But yeah, I, I kind of feel that way about cauliflower rice. And I, I'm so similar to you. And like, I've done keto and low carb and all that. And I, I would feel good but I would never lose weight. Like it was See, never I didn't feel good. I, I think I got into ketosis enough to feel good, but I would never, and I would look good. That's people would be like, Oh, well, you look really good. So I think there was something going on, but I would on the scale, I would never lose weight. So I just, I, I gave up on that. And my, my, my special needs son, he has epilepsy, severe epilepsy. And so we have him on keto or often on keto. It's very, very hard to keep him on keto I because so. he is, you know, he, he is, you know, 20 is autism. He doesn't understand why he has to eat this food. And so he really, really, he's a carboholic. So we, we try to keep him on keto, but it's, but anyway, I'm familiar with the diet. I just, I don't. So, I so when you were doing five, two, did you lose any weight on I it or did. was it just too hard? Or no, I did? did. I'd lost like 10 pounds and then, and then I stopped for a while, you know, and then I gained it back. That was me on and off, yeah. And then I started again, (laughs) and I did keto. I did Trim Healthy Mama. I did, which I love Trim Healthy Mama, but, you know, it wasn't, didn't, and again, it was one of those things that was like, well, you look so good, but, like, I wasn't losing a pound. I don't know. Is that the one where you don't mix, like, I didn't have to do Trim Healthy Mama because I was already doing intermittent fasting when they came out with their book, so I never even read it. I've never read it, but is that the word where you, like, separate the fuels? Is that you're either low-fat or you're low-carb? Yep. Is that what it is? Like a three-hour difference. Which is like Suzanne Summers. Did you ever do her stuff? No, I did not, but... That Suzanne yeah. Summers summer size. What she was it? Summer size. I can't even remember summer size. Maybe, but I had all of her books, and it sounded so good because nothing was off limits as long as you didn't eat them together. Right. Yep. Exactly. And <laughs> but I like them together because that's where it's good. I right? know. I know. The deliciousness is when they're together. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yep. So you know, I did all. What else did I do? Oh, the shake. I, the shake. One of the shake diets. I did was it that. the one that you that were so expensive that you bought from somebody else and then yes, you had to sell like, them to try to? Yeah, they yeah. they like took pictures of you before and after and or before because there was never an after for me. There was I, never an after no. with those shakes. But was that the one that had the liquid that was like a cleanse day? No, but it did. There were have a lot like of different shake teas that went with okay. it, and you know, I think we did a different brand. The brand I did had a cleanse day where you took this cleanse liquid all day long, oh, wow. and it was really almost like it was almost fasting, except it was highly sweetened and disgusting. And oh, the thing I remember about this shake and the the you know the mentor or whatever is that you were supposed to drink it within thirty minutes of waking up. And I couldn't do that. I do, I've never liked eating when I woke up in the morning. And the lady was like, well, it's not going to work if you don't drink it within it's 30 minutes work. of waking up. I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not doing it then. It's so, not going to work. And it costs hundreds of dollars. Yes, and- <laughs> it did. So I dieted myself back up to like uh, the, you know, I, I wrote down 193. That's what it says, which is funny because that was the same weight as when I got pregnant with my first. So that was early um, and granted, let me say, I've still been an avid exerciser ever since I started back in 2010 and lost the first 60 pounds. I never stopped working out. I never, I mean, I work out four or five days a week, hardcore cardio and weights like that. I love it. It's my me time. If somebody said, Willow, you have two hours to do anything you want and you don't have to worry about any other responsibilities. What would I do? I'd work out. I love it. And so that's one of the things that was frustrating because I still considered myself like this health, you know, fitness person. And a lot of people would come to me for advice about fitness and things like that. Peloton, you know, and all of this. 
I had the Peloton way before everybody else had the Peloton. Like before it was like cool to have a Peloton, I had a Peloton. I was like, before that I was a gym rat, you know, and, but yeah, I was just getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And it was just so, so depressing and frustrating. So here I was early 2020. Anyway, then enter my friends telling me about Delay Don't Deny and reading the book. And it was just like magic. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much weight I, I lost in the first month. So I don't know 100% where I was to start because I didn't weigh myself at all. Because obviously, we just had Delay Don't Deny then and there wasn't the 28 Day Fast Start and all of that. But and I don't even have, let me see if I have all the stats, but I just loved, like, I always wanted a diet where I just didn't have to eat. <laughs> like, that's why I loved Fenfen, because I didn't have to worry about the choices and all of that. And, and it was finally like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is healthy. This is, you know, go from like, you have to eat within 30 minutes of waking up or you're going to not lose weight to like, don't worry about eating, like just worry about eating later. And I pretty quickly went, you know, I started 18.6, I mean, 16.8, then I went 18.6. Within three weeks, I was at 24. And this was quarantine time, like severe quarantine time. In California, we've been in probably a lot more quarantine times than a lot of other states, but we like literally not leaving the house and drinking a little more than usual. <laughs> And so I was not, I'm not, a, never been a big drinker, like social drinking is, is kind of my only, you know, thing, but I was opening my window. <laughs> this is terrible. I shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but well, I was opening, <laughs> opening my window with one of those seltzers, like a Truly or a White Claw or whatever, like at 7 p.m. And then eating until like 11 p.m. And of course, baking everything I could possibly, you know, think to bake, you know, apple pie, apple fritters. I was baking brownies. during that time I too. Mean, I just, bought a really nice mixer. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And I just, yeah, I, but still, but still, that's the crazy thing is still I was losing weight and we weren't seeing people, you know, so people didn't really know for a while unless, you know, they saw me on a screen. We were doing a lot of Zoom things and, you know, pictures on Facebook or whatever. I rem And people started saying, whoa, they weren't saying, did you lose weight? Because my face has always been kind of thin. But they were saying, well, you look like you're aging backwards. And that is absolutely true. And I started my own little Facebook community and I call it Aging Backwards with Intermittent Fasting. And, you know, several of I my friends. I love that name, by the way. Thank you. Several of my friends uh, have joined it. I have to be honest and say that I pretty much have, like, kind of let it go. It didn't, we didn't have a ton of traction. We didn't, you know, I would do, I'm also, the part of me that's not like you, Jen, is that I'm just kind of disorganized. And I got a <laughs> lot, lot, lot going on in my personal life, you know, with my four kids. Oh, and, yeah. And my school and just my husband's job changes and everything. Homeschool. I'm homeschooling my eight-year-old now. So it's just been, it's been crazy. So anyway, I just like kind of stopped, but I was asking questions on there and not getting a lot of response. But I do have to say that, you know, a lot of people will say like that I've changed their lives because they've Isn't started intermittent fasting and now they're feeling all the amazing things that I'm feeling. So, so yeah, so I've lost about 45 pounds. So I'm about, 
Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think honestly, Jen, I haven't weighed myself in a really long time. I got the, I, I got the scale. I forgetting what it's called again. The shape. The shape. I got shape-a the shape. Yeah. yeah. I got the shape and I was doing that. And I am just, I just can't, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I'm not even organized to get on the stupid scale every single morning. I get it. Like, I no, just you don't. Know, you know, when I stopped using it because it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to get on the scale because it's cold and, you know, it takes a few more minutes before I can get in the shower. <laughs> or like, you have to be naked. Like, or. You right. Know, that's what that. I'm saying. Yeah. It's cold. I guess Our that, house maybe is that's really why. cold. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, so in I, the I really, winter. I don't even know, but you know, I was, I did my measurements. I took pictures. I have all of that. And you know, I was like a size, you know, at my heaviest, I was like a 16, 18, but then before intermittent fasting, I was back up to like a 12, 14. And then now I'm pretty solidly in a size six or medium or small up top. And I'm also going through perimenopause this last year. So I, I, I'll say that I feel like I've not made a ton of progress. Like, so I'm almost at two years. So it's, well, it's late January. So yeah, we're recording March, it in January. Yeah. So the first year, you know, I think I was at my very, the, the last time I really know that I weighed myself, I was at my lowest was May of last year. So I would say since then, it's kind of been a little up and down. My son had brain surgery. So that was crazy and you know hard and just stressful and I I definitely am like I'm I was doing 80 not ADF but like mealless Mondays and maybe one mealless Monday and I, I knew that's what I needed to get like the last 15 20 pounds off but I just I just couldn't do it I needed to eat every day you got to be in the right place mentally to do it and yeah. if you're going through like a stress like with your with your son I yeah. you know I I just I, I know that I'm kind of where you were at, you know, like I could easily lose another 15, 20 pounds. And I know that I could cut out all processed foods and desserts or do like an ADF thing. But I, I, I'm in my, this is what I say to people. I'm in my, I eat dessert every day body. Right. This is where well, I'm at. So I'm, I'm telling you what, there's nothing to be ashamed of right there for that because you're living the lifestyle you want to live like I could lose more weight I'm certain no but I don't want I don't want to <laughs> yeah. live a different way right right, right. well I mean, <laughs> my belly is not perfect you know I don't have you know I've got but it's 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 I'm not willing to live the lifestyle that would allow me to maintain at a weight that's lower than I am right this minute and that's what we really have to come to terms with because I know how to lose more weight if I wanted to I know exactly how but I don't want to live a lifestyle that would require me to to restrict. Yes, exactly. So, and I'm so so happy. Like I I I don't have to think about you know. People say like I can't believe you don't eat all day. Oh my gosh, that must be so hard. And then I see them counting their macros and eating their shakes and going to their plans and all of that stress. Like no, like I just don't even have to worry about that. Like I just fast, you know, and I drink my black coffee and I have my sparkling water, my water, I'm definitely well hydrated. And then I have an amazing dinner. And that's been, you know, a big, a big change for me is that, you know, I used to, I like to cook, but just 
honestly, like, didn't really feel like it was worth my time, especially when the right. kids were littler and all these oh, wanted yeah. was chicken nuggets and <laughs> yep. and all that. But now, you know, I got some adult, you know, almost adult or no adult. Yeah. My, my special needs guy is, is 20. He'll be with us forever. But even my 18 year old still at home. And I imagine he will be as he starts his, you know, his, uh, his life, his career. And so I get to make food that, you know, is more like regular food. And I love love, love cooking. I started with some of the meal plans and over, you know, quarantine, we were all home more, you know, and now I don't even do the meal plans anymore because I just have realized that like, I can just cook whatever I want. I just have to follow a recipe. It's not that hard. Like last night I made, well, I made homemade pizza dough for the kids, for the younger kids. And, um, I made chicken, Thai chicken soup, which like I would never have tried to make something like that before, you know? So it sounds so good. I love like I look forward to cooking and the meal and I'm absolutely unwilling to eat anything. I'm like window worthy. No, I'm yeah. not I'm just I'd rather not eat. So, you know And you're in a real foodie kind of the part of the country, so that I imagine you have all the best ingredients available to you. See, I am like it's not that's not true in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I love, one, the, the one thing I love about COVID is like all that, like yesterday I had the idea for the soup, like at, I don't know, three o'clock, I ordered it on my Amazon app to be picked up at Whole Foods. It was ready in a half hour, like the stuff that I needed. And I was like, oh, okay. This is just so ridiculously yeah, easy. See, we don't even have Whole Foods. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. We have sprouts. I like sprouts and we have Costco. So I know we have a couple of good things, but we had a Whole Foods briefly like we, th- that tells you everything you need to know about Augusta. Nowhere ever have they had they ever closed a Whole Foods ever in the history of Whole Foods. They'd never closed one, and it was right before Amazon was buying them, and they closed their ten poorest performing stores, and one was Augusta. Oh so, man, what it does was that so say sad. about Augusta? Do you think that people just don't make like healthy eating a priority, or? Well, I think, yes. Also, the location was a factor where where they had it. It seemed like on paper a really good location, but it was a hard parking lot to get into. And we, you know, we're not good with traffic. I don't know. We'll go to the grocery store that's on the right side of the road because it's easy to get to. I don't right, know. That right, makes right. us sound crazy. But it was it was a hard parking lot to get in and out of, no, if that sense. makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, you know, if I you only went there if you really needed to go there. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, people in Augusta are just, you know, not willing to pay yet for the quality food. I, I, I'm barely willing to pay. That, that's kind of been newish for me, you know, that I'm a little bit more in that part of from reading your book or start not done yet, but with cleanish, cleanish, yeah, yeah, you know, making that more of a priority. But also now that Whole Foods has that like super easy order and pickup option, like I'm more willing to go there than Safeway, which makes it which is our like regular grocery store, makes it a lot more difficult. So I wanted to I know we're going to run out of time soon. So I want to tell, tell we everything. got plenty of time. Keep okay. going. <laughs> uh, so the I read all the books, too. So like I read you know, as soon as I was done with Delay, Don't Deny, I read Appetite Correction. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, and that's how I got my goal. And that's why I wrote my goal body. Love it. Rather than my goal weight. And my goal body was do, able to do burpees easily because, you know, I couldn't do burpees very well anymore because my stomach was in the way. You know, bur- I don't know how to explain that, but I love that kind of workout. Like I don't do any of the yoga or Pilates. I mean, I should, but I don't because I don't like the slow workouts. I like hard, like 
spin classes and boot camps and all that. So I couldn't, burpees was getting, I was like, just flop. It was bad. So able to do burpees easily, size eight or smaller and happy when I looked in the mirror. And you're there. I'm so there. I'm, I'm, I'm there. And I, and I feel really, so that I can feel really good about that. And I, you know, I, I go back and forth, you know, between the like, I, but I could be so much better if I just could stop with the desserts or I could just eat a hundred percent clean. But I feel like that's going to be a later chapter. So I told my friends in my, my aging backwards with intermittent fasting, I said, this is my part one of my interview with Jen. And maybe in five years or maybe 10 years, who knows, I'm through perimenopause because I think that has really put a wrench in things I'm I'm so yeah I need to start with the the whatever Melanie Avalon just uh did a podcast on with the progesterone progesterone like Mm -hmm. hot flashes are ridiculous and just you know just it's just been it's been tough and so getting through that and then maybe a lot of my kids being out of the house because I do I want to cook them food they'll eat so I'm making a lot of really good food, you know, pot, chicken pot pies and lasagnas and fried chicken you know, like that I want to eat too. But when they're not there anymore, my husband is just kind of game for whatever. He loves healthy food too. So I know he'll, he'll get excited. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Oh, I also wanted to tell you about my husband. Oh, okay. definitely. Tell me about so that. So he was like, I started doing intermittent fasting, you know, and like black coffee. Like he was just not doing that. Like he was like, I'm not having black <laughs> coffee. And I was waiting till so late to eat. And he was like, that's, he's kind of feeling like a little, little much, you know eventually, I don't, I I wish I would have written it down, but you know, at least six months, eight months into me doing it and him seeing such success and so much energy and so much vitality and vibrancy in me, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to try the black coffee. And he did, he tried the black coffee and he started extending his window. And then he kind of had this idea, like when I'm hungry, I'll eat. And that didn't, it didn't really get him to where he wanted to be. He would en- end up kind of giving in. And so he, you know, he 
finally decided to listen to me. And because one of my things that I always tell people is don't wait, don't, you have to give yourself a number, like a, I'm not going to eat until this time, especially if you're doing an evening, evening window or whatever. And he finally did that. And then, you know, he's still like at probably an eight hour window because just like me, once you start eating, he doesn't stop. And we go to bed late in this house. We have teenagers who go to bed late and, you know, we just go to bed late. So, and he eats all the way up until midnight. I think he's like snacking in the kitchen at midnight. So he, but he wasn't losing any weight for, he didn't really lose any weight and he's never been heavy. You know, he's not like your husband, like tall and lanky and thin, you know, he was, you know, 205, he's six foot, you know, he's, he's got a, a tush on him and, and legs and, but never heavy, you know, never <laughs> right. like, you know, active tennis player, like, you know, just fit. And for some reason, over the last two months, he has started dropping pounds to where, so this has been, he's been, at, you know, doing the eight hour window thing for probably at least probably six to eight hour window, honestly, uh, at least a year. And all of it, and just like that, you know, I think it was Joel, was it Joel that you interviewed? Uh, where oh, the, yes, the mother yes, and yes, son. Renee yeah. and Joel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. um, all of a sudden he's, he's like, I've got to buy new pants. And he's like, I, I gotta, you know, Willow, like, you gotta, we, we, I have to eat longer. Like he's now he's trying to eat longer because he's like, I don't want to be like skin and bones, you know, <laughs> right, which is just, right. I think that's a good testimony for so many people who you the hear in there. Yeah. That, you know, are doing it, doing it, but he, he continued to do it. He wasn't trying to lose weight. That was never even his goal. He just likes the way he feels better fasted. But I just thought it was really fascinating that all the, I mean, after a year, of doing it that all of a sudden he didn't change anything it's just the the weight is starting his body just went bam yep yep i wonder you know insulin levels might have come down to a certain degree it's hard to know maybe he had a little fatty liver going on didn't know it that's possible possible. he he uh he's still definitely which actually makes me mad too because he still like eats fast food and you know, eats junk up till midnight. And like, I'm like, I don't eat. I, the only fast food I'm willing to eat is Chick-fil-A. And I've had maybe like in and out, Do you know what in and out is? I do. I had yeah. in and out when I was somewhere out there. Maybe it was California. Maybe that's Probably. probably where I had it. I think it was, I think it was when I was in, I might've been in San Diego. Yes. Chick-fil-A and in and out are like the gourmet fast food places. Yeah. I know in the I'm South. now not that interested in Chick-fil-A all of a sudden at this point for whatever reason. It's like I have lost its interest for me. I guess the last time I had it, I was like, this isn't as good as I remembered. It's, it was sad. But I you know, know what still tastes really good? A Big Mac. Does it? Yeah. I, <laughs> I hadn't lost my taste for that. Well, I haven't tried. <laughs> I haven't had any fast food except for those since I started intermittent fasting. But so, you know, it doesn't, hasn't lost taste for me like so many of the sugary treats. Like really? I still really like candy corn. Like I, I don't know what it is. It's the holiday foods. And I, I think this goes back to my site, the psychology of it, like holiday foods, because when I was a kid, holidays were the only time I ever really got real sugar. And so like candy corn, 
anything that like even I haven't tried it yet, but even those like really it's almost Valentine's Day, like those really gross hearts, like those are oh, so those conversation gross. hearts. Yeah, they I are just, so gross. I want to eat like a bag of them. Candy corn, the candy pumpkins, anything holiday uh, peppermint bark, anything like that. You could have those could and have so those. you have that nostalgic feeling about yes, them. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's really fascinating that I, I still want to eat all that stuff. Um, but I definitely, you know, have had a lot of things that I just can't eat, like sugary yogurts. Oh, like just makes me like want to vomit even thinking about it. Or well, mo- after talking to Tim Spector on the, we did a, a webinar this this week. Yes, and I, he was talking about kefir, and I went to the store. I was like, okay, I'm gonna. I hadn't really been doing a good job with probiotic foods. I know that's where you should get them. I haven't been doing a good job with it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get some kefir. And I'm looking at all the kefirs. Like they have the sweetened ones and the fruit ones. And I'm like, I just want the plain unsweetened. That's what I got. I got unsweetened. And I love it. It has that tangy flavor, almost like you're drinking buttermilk. So I've been drinking a little bit of that every day. And it's delicious. I need to start doing that. That is the the types of things that I was raised on. I was raised on. Well, you know what's funny? We call it kefir. Yeah. What does Uh, Tim Spector call it? He said kefir. I think kefir is really might be the correct pronunciation, but kefir is what my brain has always said kefir as well. (laughs) But I think it's wrong. I think we say it wrong. But I I don't know if everyone calls it kefir. That's the the correct way, right? Is what we agree on. If everyone agrees to say kefir, that will become right. People in that's how language works, right? True. I I need to. I, I I see myself getting more and more. And that's the thing is like when I don't have to think all day, every day about food, I have the energy, the mental energy to think about things like kefir or kefir, you know, and making better health choices. And Mm -hmm. it's true. I, I love that. Like people are like, people keep saying, well, are you still intermittent fasting? And I'm like, um, yes, forever. Like I'm never, ever going to stop. Well, it, it cuts that decision fatigue. That's really what it is. The decision fatigue of all day long having to make those decisions versus there are no decisions because my window is closed and I don't have to decide it. I just, it is. Exactly. And then suddenly it's open and there are the decisions, but you can't, if for me, I don't want to feel miserable. So I can't eat too much. I mean, I can overeat obviously, but you know, I, not like I could overeat in a day. Yes. I mean, I, when I was eating all day, I always feel like I have to have something sweet after I eat. So I was like eating three sweets a day, like, and now I, I, I felt like a lot of like, well, you, you, you need to be over this by now. You need to be over the sugar thing by now, but I'm not. And so I only have to have one sweet. A day there you I go. Only really and eat- I like to have something sweet too. And sometimes people say it like we should feel guilty. Like, why do I continue to crave this sweet thing? And I'm like, because we're hardwired to do that. We're hardwired to crave something sweet and it's our biology. And so it's all a matter of, can you just have a little bit of something sweet and close your window? Can you do that? I can't. Absolutely okay. not. And I've tried dates and I love dates. I love dates and peanut butter and I, and I eat them, but then I also like have chocolate. Okay. It, it, it's it, all a matter of if you can, if you can have, yeah. like I can have like last night, I got these chocolate bars. Someone in the community had shown Dr. Bronner's, you know, that I've makes the them. soap. Yeah. Well, now they make a chocolate bar. Maybe wow. they've always made it, but someone's like, look at this. And I'm like, Ooh. And I was at Sprouts. So I picked one up. It was like Dr. Bronner's chocolate bar, very clean with almond butter inside. So it's chocolate with almond butter inside. I had one square of that. 
to close my window. Yeah. I'm so jealous of people like that. Oh yeah. I just have my square of dark chocolate. That's all that my body needs. No. Well, I'm sure that's all my body needs. But well, that's all my body. Psychologically, that's all my brain. My brain is like we're good. But now a bag of potato chips, there's no off for that. So I, we all have our thing. Yes, that's the other way that you and I are not alike. Is that's I'm the sugar. <laughs> I, I I could Mine's never have salty. a I could never have a chip again, and I'd be totally fine. I don't care. There about are not chips. enough Doritos in the world yes. for me to be. I, I mean, like literally that pirate booty stuff. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but if I buy a bag of pirate booty, that is one serving. Yes. Yeah. No, it I, just goes down and yeah. I can have like a couple bites of that, but you know, candy corn, like I will buy a bag of it. And, and then like, I, I usually end up having to throw it in a public trash can because so, you know, there's a lot of work for me to do so, still around that, but I'm so happy and I feel, you know, so, you know, and I, I'm happy when I look in the mirror and I don't have anything, I really can't complain. And I, feel fit and strong. I'm really working on rather than cardio to work off what I ate that day. You know, my exercise has changed to wanting to be strong as I age and my bones to be, you know, strong. And I I just could not ask for anything better. And even if I haven't lost much weight in the last year, or the last eight months or so, I haven't gained it either. So like that is, of course, revolutionary in the diet world or whatever you know I know this isn't diet but like I haven't gone I haven't yo-yoed and I just really never been happier my mental health has improved because I just feel in control and and peaceful so it, it you know and with my life as a special needs mom and COVID and everything and pulling my daughter and you know homeschooling her and everything there's a lot of things that are not in my control and this has been such an incredible blessing because of that. It makes me feel like I, I do have some control um, over my environment and over what I allow into my body and, and all of that. So just. Well, I know that's huge because for so many years we were caught in that cycle of feeling out of control in our bodies. That's how it felt to me. And especially as hard as you were working out, you must have felt like your body was like somehow failing you. Absolutely. You're like, I'm doing all this working out and I'm still not skinny. What is wrong with me? Why am I so weak or failing? And really, you were not. It was just it, we we were buying into like what we were supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be eating this many times a day as adult people. And And the working out thing was crazy because – originally in, in, you know, 10 years ago, I, it did help me lose weight, but then I never really stopped working out. I mean, I worked out through my pregnancy and everything and my body just basically got used to it. It adapted, it adapted to it. Right. So it's just kind of, it just nothing, not working out would make me gain weight, but working out was no, no longer, longer made you lose helping weight. me lose right. weight. So I yeah. work out, you know, but I still did it mostly just because I, it, stress-wise and like it's my mm-hmm. me time it's a healthy and all way. of that mm-hmm. but it really has shifted my mentality about it to just like being strong and healthy rather than feeling like I had to do it in order to work out I mean in order to to lose weight to be th- to make your body smaller right so we're focusing on having a strong healthy body that feels good to live in yes Exactly, yeah. exactly. It doesn't get any better than that. We are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So 
I do tell people this all the time and nobody listens to me, but I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> is that people say, well, I don't want to read the book. I say, read the book, read the book. I don't know how I have a hard time deciding often. And I decide kind of based on the person, whether to do fast piece repeat or delay, don't deny because delay, don't deny was so quick and easy. It laid everything out. Your story in there was super helpful, but I also really want them to get the 28 day fast start. And I really want them to hear about clean fasting. So in my group, you know, sometimes I'll say, read, delay, don't deny, but then I send them videos of me talking about the 28-day fast and the clean, the clean fast. fast. Yeah. But then I say, after that, you know, definitely read. Some people I just, depending on their level of like, are they going to read or are they going to listen? So read the book because I know for me, I remember when I was sleep training my kids and and it was hard. And I had, you know, I let them cry a little bit. And if I didn't really, really understand the benefit of what I was doing, I wasn't going to do it. I was going to go in there and I was going to rescue them and it was not going to work. Okay. So this is the same thing with intermittent fasting. I have to know really like deep in my soul, like why I'm doing it. If it gets hard, then I will, I will not give, you know, I will not eat or whatever. I'm going to be honest. It never was really hard. But still, it was always really easy for me. It still is really easy. I can go 23 hours, you know, 24 hours. It's not hard. I don't ever feel like hungry or dizzy or or anything like that. I do like to eat every day. I have done a couple, you know, some mealless Mondays type things. I have a hard time, like I said earlier, I have a hard time sleeping if I'm if I'm not you haven't eaten something fed you need to be you need to have food to sleep but anyway it's been really easy so read the book just read the book and the other thing is is once you're done reading the book listen to the podcast like i i literally do not understand why somebody would try intermittent fasting and not want to hear every single one of intermittent fasting stories jen i feel like you and i are really old friends because we kind of hang out like several times (laughs) a week week, right (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I listen to everything. I still do. And I and I don't wouldn't say like I necessarily need the encouragement in the same way because it's so ingrained in my part of in my way of life now. But it's so important to stay immersed in the why. And being part so. of the community really helps that too. I'm loving, you know, I was one of those you know, I, I was one, I was a yearly member. So it took me a little while to get to the Yeah. And community. I'm sorry about that oh, when we did okay. the transition. I'm, we did the best we could. I, I know you did. <laughs> and I never, ever would say otherwise, but I'm loving the new platform because it's giving me um, notifications um, that pop up and on my phone. And so, you know, if I, cause other, I was, otherwise I was like, you know, I forget to check you in forget or whatever, to go. Mm-hmm. but now the notifications. So it's helping me stay more connected to the, to the community and, um, so read the book, listen to the podcast. And then the other thing is, these are the things to re- repeat to yourself if you start to feel hungry or, you know, you want to, because usually it's like an hour before it's time for me to open is when I start to get hungry. Not so much anymore, but in the beginning, it was like that last hour was like, oh, but so that obviously, you know, this is from you, but <laughs> hunger is not an emergency. There's plenty of fuel on my body to make it through that next hour. And delay, don't deny. Like, I, I have really embraced that. Like, I'm at a birthday party and there's an amazing piece of cake that I want. You know, I will take a slice home and eat it later. 
often I don't eat it because I've eaten other things and then I forget about it and it's in the fridge, but it doesn't, it helps me not to feel deprived in any way because I, I love, I love that we had a chance to talk today and thank you so much for being here and telling your story. You're welcome. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.